Wake up, buyer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning. Hello, everyone. Good morning from Orlando, Florida. Michelle, you're in Utah this morning, I think. I am. I am. Um, And I think from the the cams from back home, it looks like it's windier right here than it is back right by the condo. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I've just been checking on the Weather Channel this morning. Looks like it has been going to make landfall south of the Tampa area. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most recent outlook. So looks like uh, pretty rough weather down there. I'm I'm in Orlando, settled. I kind of hunkered in the hotel and uh, following the tips from uh, some of our friends, uh, Peter Salinas and and uh, George Spat. You know, longtime Floridians. They offered some tips. <laughs> and some of them have been quite funny. Yeah, one of them uh, was it was it Peter? Which one of them? No, it was um, George. I think who George. offered the uh, yeah the Homer Simpson tip that was <laughs> the key is to not eat your snacks too early and jim says thanks for the info as he eats his snacks yeah i'm i'm eating snacks as i'm reading his post so i'm thinking okay good tip thanks for that george so good morning david norton out in uh, tennessee got a houston uh, um, listener that's uh, most likely hugo i can't see the name here i'm gonna believe that's you and uh Bill Elizondo, good morning. James Anderson in Georgia as well. So we got um, our friend Jack Carter from uh, the Atlanta area is uh, joining us. And so he's kind of standing by. Michelle, did you have anything you want to talk about before I bring Jack in? Um, j- no, just to uh, hope that all of our friends out there, especially in the southern part of the state of Florida, are, are uh, <laughs> holding on to something strong and sturdy and staying safe. Yeah, for sure. It definitely, I think power out, it just looks like, or, you know, obviously water where those folks are in low, lower areas, but yeah. power out, it just get thing right now I have power in Orlando. So if I, if you lose me in the middle of broadcast, you'll know what happened. So but Michelle, I just let y'all know that um, we've been keeping tabs with FIADA right. and as far as we've been told is that the conference is still going on as planned um, right. starting on Sunday. So those of you who are planning on coming out uh, to that um, it's as far as we know so far, it is as planned and mm-hmm. I still have to get a flight out of here back to Orlando so that, you know, Jim's not like a one man show during right <laughs> yeah she's got to get back here we got to do this presentation together so that might have been sergio i see valdez is saying hello from houston good morning i see tommy in pennsylvania and uh and ben carter who uh our guest jack must know ben quite well <laughs> so. i i, I want to say before we bring before we bring uh Jack on, we had the opportunity in Vegas, which just I, or at least I did. You were upstairs getting some stuff and um, just sitting and having a delightful breakfast with uh, with he and and Ben and the crew, and it was yeah. really fun. Just some some really great people. I'm, yeah. I I was pleased when when I saw that uh, you had reached out to him to see if he would come in and and uh, be a part of this this morning. Mm-hmm. So Sergio just did the check in. Now we see that that's you. Senor Valdez. And uh, so, yeah, you ready to bring Jack in? Absolutely. Let's say hello to Jack. Jack, we got you in the broadcast now. Good morning. Good morning. Hey guys. Hi, good morning. How are y'all? He's, uh, 
Good. I should have expected that Jack is at a car auction this morning doing what buy here, pay here dealers do. He's out there previewing cars before the auction starts at the top of the next hour. And so he's actually sitting in a car making time for the morning show. So we're grateful. Thanks for doing that, Jack. Thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be here. And I got, um, I got to put your, um, your dealerships, um, website. There you are. Turn and burn. Yeah. Turn and burn motors. You guys are listening. You should check out his website. It's really slick. Good looking website really does a good business up there. And, uh, we've gotten it back a little bit through different events. And, uh, so I wanted to hear a little, some about your business, Jack. First, I wanted to find out, I saw the pictures with you and Jason March. I told you that Jason was our guest last week um, on the show. And, and we talked a little bit about the policy conference. I wanted to get your perspective. Was that your first time to attend that conference? Uh, that was my third trip to Washington um, nice. with the NIADA to, to be a part of that. It, it was a, uh, it was a good time. I've, I've really enjoyed it in the past. Um, this time was pretty informative about uh, some of the, expectations and, and what the FTC is looking to do. Um, so it was really a lot of, uh, it was really just a lot of, of warnings about, you know, what I consider to be government overreach, but um, just some of the things that the um, FTC is looking to change and some of the things that they're looking at um, in the lending space and in the car business. And um, it was, it was really informative Um and it was somewhat scary. You know, some of what they talked about was, uh, was something to, <clears throat> it's been on my mind pretty heavy since I left. Hmm. So things that you can do, it's just things that you can avoid, but you got work to do is what I'm hearing. You know, I don't know, you know, um, I, I, I took it kind of a couple different ways, Jim, to be honest with you. It, um, you know, they were talking to us about, um, you know, discriminatory practices is what they're looking at. Um, you know, Ben and I are operating out of Atlanta. Um, so it's a, Atlanta is a melting pot. There's, there's every culture and creed here that you can think of. Um, mm-hmm. you know, of course we don't want to discriminate towards anyone. Uh, sure. nobody does. We just, we're just trying to sell cars. You know, we don't care who sure. buys them. Um, um, but, but they, they, they laid it on pretty heavy about, um, about looking at that type of stuff. And, starting to make determinations, um, and having also including, um, uh, sex and race on your applications, um, moving forward. I think that's something that they were talking about implementing in the near future. And I don't know if that'll go through or not, but, um, that was just one of the things. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's scary as a, as a, you know, I don't want, I don't want the government coming in and laying down big fines on us. So, um, I'm really not sure what the move is. You know, they, they, uh, they talked a big game about, about what happens to people that do those things. And, um, it's almost as if the, the burden of proof is back on us to prove that we don't, you know, it's not, it, it really wasn't innocent until we get until you can prove innocence. And it was, um, so as far as policy conferences go, I mean, it, it was good. I enjoyed being around the crowd. Of course, I love the dealers and, uh, enjoy being around leadership. Um, but the message was just that things would be tight. Um, which is not really something I welcome. You know, I feel like we're hard 
to do it right already. Got a lot of things in place. Big client. You know, it's just something to worry about, really. Yeah. So we're getting a little bit of a streaming uh, delay, and I, I can still make out what you're saying. I just would uh, explain to our audience that I think that's probably not avoidable. It's probably internet connection on his side. Are you hearing it as well, Michelle? But is yeah, the connection yeah. clear on my side? Um, yeah, you're, you're crystal. Okay. So, yeah, it's probably just internet connection on your side, Jack, but it's okay. We'll just, uh, we'll just keep moving. I think people can make out what's happening there. But uh, I would just say that, you know, that whole thing about being scary, I just, it, I it's definitely a part of being in the business, right? But I would say that um, we would invite you and any of the others in leadership to, to come back to our show anytime there's new information that you think dealers need to hear. That's part of what we hope to be able to do with the morning show is, you know, get, get the people the information so that imagine, you know, you were there, you heard the stuff, you can now go back and, and make better, um, you know, maneuvers in your business to, to avoid problems. But those folks who aren't following this stuff and aren't educated they're they, they run the risk of finding themselves in the crosshairs with no, showing no effort to, you know, trying to fix those things. So we would, uh, we would, you know, invite you to come back anytime you learn some stuff that you think would be helpful to dealers. And I see you out there doing it on Facebook all the time. Anyway, it's part of why we wanted to invite you in as a, as a white hat dealer for the, and by the way, your, your profile on Facebook has a white hat anyway. I mean, you're obviously going to be a white hat dealer, <laughs> right? So we got to have you in there. Uh, no, it's I been a pleasure so. having you yeah. in and have you contribute to the conversation. So <laughs> anything more about the policy conference? Uh, let's see what else. So they went over the discriminatory practices. There was, um, so there's also, there's also the idea being thrown around that, um, the government's going to be um, cracking down on any um, breach of uh, customer information, right? So um, they were they were heavy heavy handed in, in speaking about protecting our customers' uh, personal information, um, and, but they really didn't give any instruction outside of that. Um, so I'm mm. a um, I don't know how to protect myself from cyber attacks and from hackers, um, probably any more than the next guy does, you know? And so, um, they were talking about the, the fines related to, um, you know, losing, losing someone's personal information or, or allowing access, uh, to someone's personal information. And, and that's kind of scary too. So it was, it was those two situations. And, uh, to be honest, I, I listened to yeah, we're having a really hard time hearing you, Jack. Um, I, I uh, just from what, what Jack was talking about, it sounds like that they spoke quite a bit about the safeguards rule and what we need to do about keeping people's information protected. Is that kind yeah. of what him? Yeah. And I think, yeah, Jack, we're having a little bit of trouble with the streaming connection on your side. So I would just share that. Yeah, I think that's what I'm hearing you say is that it's a little scary because of the, uh, the technical element of that, the, the, you know, security breach from the real data management side. And, and you're right. Most dealers aren't going to know how to do that, which means you got to engage some, you know, cyber firm or whatever to, to help give you those protections. And uh, he dropped out. Maybe he'll connect 
reconnect yeah. but yeah we know that that's a thing uh, obviously we're seeing in texas has come out with the safe rule and and uh we we need to make sure michelle we share that in the comments um you know about this broadcast i know that the uh when i was looking at the agenda for fiada that um terry myers is actually going to be teaching from the texas curriculum and so um there's you know a lot of really great uh uh there's there's multiple places you can go to get that information. Texas is probably one of the most accessible for the right. safeguards rule. Hey, Jack, you're back. Hey, sorry, guys. Yeah, I tried to move into a spot with a little better cell signal. Excuse me. Yeah, no, you're good. So we were just kind of recapping for the listeners what we knew about the safeguards rule and kind of Texas has that course. So we kind of shared with them how they can find the um, the course and um and so there's, that's going to kind of be part of the thing. We, we really have uh, some things to learn. We've got, by the way, a guest is going to appear in the coming weeks to talk a little bit about uh, uh, what's been referred to as the tech stack, you know, which Michelle knows. She comes from the tech space. But really, it's about how your, how your data is stored or how your system, your DMS system is constructed so that, um, you know, we can help dealers maybe first understand that part. And then we probably need to talk about how dealers can plug into some solutions for, you know, safeguarding information better on the, the software side, really the, the digital data management side of this. You know, it's, as far as keeping applications hidden, you know, and social security numbers not on a desk, that's pretty easy for us to understand. File cabinets, we can understand that. But as far as what we can do on the technical side with the DMS, most of us are not familiar with how to do that. So. In a lot of different uh, industries, and this safeguards rule is not just about the car industry. It's about anyone that that, that collects and any kind of personal information that might be sensitive. So it's not just like your pay here or any of the car industry. It is it's like any business that holds on to social security numbers and and those kind of things everyone's um required to do some kind of training for this we have a good friend of ours out of salt lake that just works in tech and she's her company is out there uh trying to get this information out to all companies and she actually reached out to us just recently about it right right and i understand i understand i just don't you know, I, that's something else that we need training on for sure. Um, yeah. We're just not familiar with how to safeguard ourselves against all yeah. of that. And, uh, you know, it was a little discouraging to hear about the fines that came along with that. And, you know, it's it's just, it's it's fine. You know, we'll handle it in stride, but it's it's just one more thing that, uh, that mm-hmm. we need to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's a solvable. What that does to me is it, it it probably in the long run, even though it's complicated and kind of scary at the moment, in the long run, it, it makes it, um, you know, beneficial, I would say, for those of us who are out there operating legitimate dealerships, you know, trying to trying to do it right, trying to be compliant, you know, that just kind of, that works in our favor, you know, but near term, it's, uh, it's something we have to deal with. So I wanted to learn a little for bit sure. about turn and burn motors. You got yeah. uh, Got a few more minutes here to talk about that. I wanted to find out about your business. First of all, how did you choose the name? <laughs> Not very carefully. Um, actually, I had, you know, to be honest, man, I um, I was probably 30 years old, 29, 30. And um, I didn't know what I was going to do with my career or my life. And I knew I wanted to buy and sell cars. And 
Um, I, I had no idea that we would do as well as we have done. Um, I didn't have any, you know, no prediction that, that Turner Burn would be as big as it is. And um, I was just going to buy and sell a few cars out of a little office I had. And um, I, I don't even know how I came up with it, man. I just, I wanted, I wanted something that was, that was kind of fun. Yeah. And I wanted something that wasn't, you know, ABC auto sales, A1 quality car sales. I didn't want it, you know, I didn't want it to be Jack Carter Motors, um, yeah. you know, so just tried to pick something that was memorable. Um, mm-hmm. And and I thought I could make a, um, you know, like a, a cool um, uh, graphic out of and, you know, just something that 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 would stick in somebody's mind. So. But to be honest, man, I <laughs> I think if I had to do it again, I, pr- I probably would do it again. But I've caught a little <laughs> flack. I've caught a little bit of flack for it. Maybe. But but I think but I think people remember it. So maybe you know, maybe we were able to, you know, there's a lot of car lots that people have told me the name of that. I have no idea. But sure. I, I yeah. think people remember Turn and Burn. So, for you sure. know, it's it's fun. Did you know that you were going to be buy here, pay here when you started or did you start just regular retail? Oh gosh, no! I didn't have a clue. I, um, I'll tell you what I knew. I knew how to. I knew how to go out and buy a car, and I knew how to fix it. Um, and that's all I knew, really. I did not know that I was going to be buy here, pay here. My, um, my dad has been in and out of the car business most of his career, um, and is cur- currently not in the car business, and wasn't when I got started. But, but he just kept telling me over and over that uh, that the money in the car business was, was in buy here, pay here. And I, my dad's been a big influence in my life, and uh, he's been my, my friend and um, a mentor from day one. And he just he repeated it over and over that the money in the car business was in buy here, pay here. And um, you know, I had the I had the little DMS system, and I could play with it, and I could see what what that what that kind of interest would do. Um, but no, to answer your question, I didn't have a clue. I really right. didn't. I didn't have a clue. All I all I thought was I'm gonna buy cars and sell them for more, and that's what I was doing. Um, and then inevitably, customers, you know, started asking me, you know, how much, you know, the question, how much down, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's just kind of that's kind of how I got going. Um, probably would have been scared to death had I understood it better. I mean, if yeah. I had known if I had known what I was getting into, I probably wouldn't have had the nerve to do it. Yeah. Well, you've been pretty fearless up to this point. Sergio in Texas asked what year you got started. I don't think you said that. Uh, I've got, I got my license in, in the year 2013. Nice. So we're about nine, nine years in. Yep. So, um, talk to me about, you know, you've, you've had this kind of, you surprised yourself with your level of success. Talk about where you feel like your strengths are. Like what, what do you feel like has contributed to that? I'm sure our listeners would like to hear what do you feel like you guys do well? Oh gosh, man. I think, um, gosh, I think we do a lot of things very well. Um, I think our strengths are, um, purchasing and I think, I think our strengths are customer service. Um, I think customer service is probably, probably the biggest one. I hope, you know, Mm -hmm. we deal with, we deal with an angry customer pretty much every day. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's so few and far between, uh, compared to how many people are not angry. Um, but we, you know, we just operate under the, um, do unto others rule as simple as that is. Um, I just won't sell a car to someone that I know 
has a problem or, mm-hmm. or, you know, I, we try to, we try to provide a good product and uh, we go over it carefully and we run it through our shop and, you know, we miss things, we make mistakes and people buy, do wind up with cars they wish they hadn't bought. And when we, we try to fix those things. So um, I would say our strong suit is our, uh, is our customer service. And I would say that um, I feel like I'm a, I'm someone that's good at building relationships. Um, I'm a social person and I like people for the most part. And um, that's like shines through in our team of employees. Like I feel like mm-hmm. we have a really good group of people um, that care about Ben and I and um, they're loyal to us and they're, you know, they're good to our customers too. So I, I think if I had to just sum it up, that's our strong points, I believe. Very nice. Good stuff. Michelle, did you have any questions for him? Um, not on the strengths. Someone just asked if you do have a flat interest rate. Do all of your deals have a flat interest rate. Uh, yeah, our our uh, our interest rate is twenty eight percent, which is the state max. Um, you know, I've talked to some industry experts and people that think that um, we should relax that a little bit. Um, worried about the government coming in and looking at what we're charging folks. Um, however, the the banks and the lenders that I've spoken to over the years have. I've always indicated that, you know, to cover our losses, we need to be at that 28%, um, you know, and in just doing the math and, and looking at it till I'm blue in the face, I, I think they're right. Um, I think we have to charge that kind of interest in order to be profitable and in order to, to make up for the losses. So, so mm-hmm. we definitely, um, we definitely are going to stay there and we've never wavered from that. We've never wrote a deal under that. Um, it's, it's the same for everybody that walks in the door. Nice. So what about your, um, so James Anderson asked a question, but maybe I'll phrase it a different way. So uh, how do you support uh, your customers after delivery on the mechanical side? Are you doing warranty service contract what, or do you neither? All of it. Um, okay. So that's something that we probably got into two and a half, three years ago. Um, we offer a warranty on everything we sell now. Um, we bump that warranty up. Of course, the, the warranty is a uh, something that I didn't understand for many years. Um, you know, the warranty is a tax break. It's a tax haven. That's what it is, and and it and it's a uh, it's beneficial to you know it's a tax break for the dealer, um, but it benefits the customer and it's customer service. You know, wrapped up in customer service. So. We do that as well as we offer a uh, service contract that we sell on most of our deals. I would say that we, uh, we get a service contract, a two-year service contract on probably 95% of the cars we sell um, in addition to the warranty. And it's been, it's been a wonderful thing. I, I think that the, that the reinsurance companies and the, you know, the warranty and the gap and the CPI and the service contract, that those businesses will at some point eclipse the car lot i feel like um it's something that uh you know a lot of dealers talked to me about it and i just didn't listen for a long time it just didn't capture my attention um and i wish it had but but i feel like those are those are key factors in being in in the car business is participating in those type of programs yeah for sure we, we especially see the value in the buy your payer track like and that's obviously where michelle and i live but but yeah, we, we, we know that a lot of dealers just aren't familiar. They just don't make the time to familiarize themselves with the 
benefits the reinsurance solutions. And, and uh, mm-hmm. so we, we definitely like to see dealers understand that piece and, and make a judgment at some point. Um, and we're finding that dealers can get involved in that earlier and earlier in their business life. So I agree. You know, it's, it's getting easier to get in there, you know, even from the earliest parts. And so that's, uh, we think dealers ought to get familiar with it and get comfortable with it. It's like a lot of things, you know, if there's an unknown, there's always a, a fear factor there, but there, there's certainly some real benefits to know about. Like, it like took me a long time. Where you said that it, it you, know, you, you uh, anticipate that it will eclipse the dealership. We've talked to many dealers that that's the case. So it's probably the dealers that we're telling you to do are, that's what their experience has been. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you know, you said we, we allocate, um, and we've worked with, we have a wonderful CPA and we've worked with them. Um, um, Hugo and Amanda, um, uh, on, you know, they, they work with our reinsurance company to determine, um, uh, how much needs to be allocated towards our, uh, warranty companies and, and, uh, things of that nature to help offset our taxes. So it's been, it's been fantastic. And I, I'm positive guys, I'll say it again, that it, it will eclipse the car lot at some point it would have to at, at its current rate it just um really every dealer that that that's in business needs to take a serious serious look at it so i'm going to make sure and throw in there for if there are a hundred dealers listening this morning for the four who don't know what you mean by hugo and amanda just talking about hugo and amanda sanchez in houston so cpas out of houston who are very good at the buy here yeah. payers so. She, she did a shout out just a second ago. Very impressive. Jack Carter was saying that he would not put someone in a car that he wouldn't put his mother in. I'll never forget it. Great guy. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I think that, if, you know, if we keep that mentality, it's, it's hard not to turn our customer into a, a, a lifetime customer when you treat them that way. So yeah. I appreciate her, her remember. I remember saying that to her. It's true. Well, these are the kind of things that I hear Jack talk about on Facebook as part of the reason that we felt it was appropriate to have him on for a white high window. We just really want to make sure, you know, people are familiar with, you know, what we're trying to just spotlight that Jack. And we, so we, we invite you to help us do that as you meet other dealers and just, just help us kind of shine a light on, on this idea that, um, you know, it is possible to do business in a white hat way, take care of folks and, and expect, to have a successful and sustainable business. So that's part of what we're trying to do. And Michelle, I'm feeling like we should let Jack get back to the, yeah. the cars and, and we'll, we'll have you on another day, Jack. We have lots more to talk about. And uh, so we can, we can let like you go preview and buy some more cars. We know you yeah. got to stay ahead of that. Yeah. Uh, did you have anything else? I, I was going to say that uh, Jack, you and James Anderson, it looks like you need to like uh, sync up outside of this. Cause he's got a, a billion questions about your, uh, about your operation and, um, and, you know, we really appreciate you being out there and being the voice of, of, of a dealer and, and being part of those Facebook groups an awful lot. And um, like I said, James, he's asking questions now about CPI and if everyone's eligible and all that. So, um, James, reach out to Jack and get your questions answered there. And, and Jack, if, if you're ever interested in um, becoming a mentor uh, with, with some of the the network that we're putting together, please let us know because you just really would be such an asset. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to help you guys. I talk to dealers every day from all over our state that just reach out with um, questions and I, I try to help them best I can. I, I just, I, I love, uh, I love the car business. I love my fellow dealers and um, you know, they're not, 
I don't view them as competitors. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm my only competition as I'm sure you guys are yours mm -hmm. and um, I'm happy to help James or anybody else. It, you know, I, I hope I'm giving out good information. I don't, I'm certainly not always right, but uh, I would definitely try to help him and anybody else that, that wants to reach out. And um, well, be, I know that there was plenty that helped me when I was starting out and people and plenty that still do actually, there's a lot of men, there's so many good people uh, in our circle um, that have helped me tremendously. So I'm hoping that I'm able to, to do that for the younger ones uh, below me. Absolutely. Well, you are doing it all the time out there in Facebook. We know you're willing to help based on your experience. And uh, so, yeah, that's what you'd be doing. You'd be helping us to uh, help uh, dealers. And uh, so they can ask you the question. If, if, if you don't know the answer, they can ask me. And when I don't know, I'll ask Michelle. So we'll, we'll get people answers, you know, right. Everything leads people. back. That's right. All right. Uh, we'll let you thank jump. You for having me. I time. really appreciate what y'all are doing too. Thank you for, um, thank you. Thank you for all your efforts and you guys are educating dealers and I think it's very much appreciated and it's obviously needed. So thank you both. Yeah, of course. Thanks welcome for saying thank so. you. Thanks. All right, guys. Have we'll a good day. Soon. All right, see you. Well, that was fun. Um, always cool to have somebody out there living it in the trenches, right? He's yeah. made time at the dealership or at the auction to talk to us. So appreciate that. But um, I don't think I have anything else, Michelle. We're going to go uh, check the weather. doesn't affect me much except for when the power goes out. So I'm yeah. settled in the hotel in Orlando. All is good. Um, I've taken um, advice from some of the others about uh, – you know, rationing my snacks for a uh, you know, three-day hunker. And so that's and good information. You know, Jim, know that he loves his snacks. Yeah. Yeah. So I had so, to put some of them. The, the hotel has a safe, so I put some of them in the safe. Did you, and, forget, the, did you forget the combination? Well, you know I'm very forgetful, so <laughs> I write it down. So that's that's the strategy. I write down the, the code. I hide the code, and then I'll eventually find it. <laughs> See, the self-rationing program that I've come up with. <laughs> hey, honey, if it works, it works. <laughs> I, I, woke right. up, I woke up this morning and, and texted Jim. Uh, it was about five o'clock my time. And I'm like, you up? And he goes, no. And I said, neither am I. And then he tried to call and I'd gone back to bed. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, it is early there. Just wanted to make sure that you still had power. Um, if, uh, if, Jim is in a position where he does not have power for the broadcast on Friday. I'll be doing it solo, so it should be interesting. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be fun. Yeah. You guys can talk bad about me. That'll be your opportunity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say, I that. have nothing bad to say, Jim. Nothing oh, good. I believe you. Yeah. I believe All you. Right. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in, folks. We, uh, we appreciate everybody listening in. Hopefully enjoyed having Jack. And you can see why we wanted Jack as a guest. And we look forward to having him again one day. And uh, if you know other white hat dealers that we should uh, get to know, please uh, you know, send us their name. And, and if we don't know them already, we're going to want to get to know them. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. And everyone in Florida, again, hunker down. Hold on to something that's really sturdy and be safe. Right. Have a good week.